Hi guys, Princess here and welcome to another episode of Buy Pumpkin. I gotta tell you guys, my house is fucking full right now. Not even my husband is gone, um, which is actually a blessing because he's been working a lot. Since the freeze that happened here in Texas, essentially what happened is that, you know, there's blackouts and all this shit. Everyone lost all their milk. So the milk's gone and, and all the milk they had was gone. By they, I mean the dairy because um, because it's not moving anywhere. Um, it didn't go bad, but it, because it's not moving anywhere, there's only like so many days. Into, so anyway, anyway. Um, and then everybody started ordering up. <laughs> and then the schools that are in session, they started ordering up. And then, and so, and then he had some staffing issues. So like he's been working seven days a week since that Friday, um, 10, 12 hours a day. He went to work one night at 9 PM, got off at 3 AM and went back at 8 AM. He's just been work, 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 working. And I complained about it on the internet and asked people to stop drinking milk in this region. <laughs> and it worked. He got, to, he got two weeks off. So, I mean, not two weeks off, two days. He got a weekend off. So everyone is here. I don't know. How many people are going to come and try to interrupt me recording this podcast? Also, there's a breaker that's failing in my house, apparently. Um, it's an annoying breaker, too. It doesn't do much. It does, like, one wall of my kitchen. It skips the refrigerator, and then it does, like, a wall. And then it does two walls of my dining room. But that's also where I put, like, my kids all their like iPads and school shit and that, that plug that, um, charges, it goes right there. And so it won't charge it. And then they're like, Oh, didn't charge it. Blah, blah, blah. So fucking annoying. And also my husband's coffee maker. I don't drink coffee. I don't need stimulants. (laughs) I don't fucking need stimulants. That's, that's what it is. I don't need it. And when I do drink coffee, I've drank coffee a few times in my life, and it was like I was on fucking peyote. Like, I had a lot of ideas. <laughs> I actually don't know what being on peyote is like. I just imagine that the shit that I had written down during being, after drinking a cup of coffee, and all these ideas I had, and I came back, and I couldn't, first of all, I couldn't read nothing I wrote, and then the stuff I couldn't read, I was like, what the fuck is this? I... I don't need caffeine. I don't need caffeine. Um, so, <laughs> so, but my husband does. And so his coffee maker, like these are, it's a, it's an annoying breaker. So the lights may go out because we got a guy coming to fix it. And, um, my shit is outside. So when he took the breaker out, I don't know. He just came up to the house and like turned our electricity off and <laughs> took the breaker out and then texted my husband that he'd done it. I was like, okay, well, you know, we haven't fucking flashbacks from a few weeks ago. We had no fucking electricity. What I'm saying is though, like during I'm doing, while I'm doing this, the electricity might go out because the guy might be back with the replacement breaker. I don't know. Who fucking knows? Um, shouldn't impede me recording the podcast. It will have a bunch of children running into where I am to be like, the lights are out, the lights are out. So, um, all that to say, (laughs) all that to say, um, yeah, like 
there might be some interruptions here. And after this, everybody wants to go to this Walmart that's three miles away from me. Now listen, I don't want to go to Walmart. I don't want to go to Walmart. But there's a Walmart that's 2.7 miles away from my house. And the Target is 11 miles from my house. So, and the grocery store I prefer, H-E-B, is I have to pass, I have to go past two Walmarts to get to the H-E-B. So a lot of times... When we just want something, you need something like right now, you just go to the 2.7 mile away Walmart, okay? And that's also where the prescriptions are filled for my kids. All my kids are on fucking medications and shit. It's the closest thing to my house, okay? But also, this Walmart employs a set of twins. Should I be talking about this on the main feed? Because I'm about, I'm going to talk about it. Listen, if I get in trouble, I get in fucking trouble. So I hate these twins. There's these two, they're black guys. They're kind of short. I think they're like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, maybe 18 years old. Although like, I don't know, like at 18, it's not like you're waiting for your growth spurt. So it's, so me calling them short and them being like, they're probably 18. I don't know. They look young. They both have dreads, like long dreads. And I avoid going to this Walmart because I hate those fucking twins. The reason I hate them is because they are useless. They'll never know where shit is. The door will be locked. Some door will be locked. I'll be like, can you go out that door? And they'll be like, Rrr. they just be, all they do is walk around talking to each other. All you do is see them walking up and down the house talking to each other. Probably about twin shit. And let me tell you what. <laughs> Am I half joking when I, when I say I agree with that tweet that I read that said adult tr- twins are childish, grow up and move on? <laughs> I am half joking, okay? My nieces are twins. I, I'm half joking, okay? But these twins need to leave each other the fuck alone. Say they never doing what they're supposed to do. They don't know where shit is. I'll never see them carrying nothing. I'll never see them. I'll never see them in a fucking register. All the registers are closed. They're just standing over by the subway. They don't do shit, y'all. They don't do shit. I would never hire them. I would hire one of them. Just like I would never hire, like, <laughs> a mother or like a mother and child, or a husband and wife, I wouldn't do it. I, I'd be like, listen, which one of y'all want the job? Because I'm only getting one of y'all. Y'all are not going to be walking up and down the house talking about twin shit all day instead of doing your work. Also, I don't, when I want to, when I, when I want to like yell at one of y'all, I want to know I'm talking to the right one. That's what I would say. But okay, the people at the Walmart, they see differently. I don't know, maybe they got an in. Maybe, maybe their mama's the, the, the supervisor. I don't fucking know. But I hate these twins. Every fucking time I have to go to this Walmart and there's a problem, they're involved. Every single time. I don't even know what their names are. I don't want to know what their names are. You know what I want? I want to turn down this game because I think I'm loud. But the other thing I want to do (laughs) is I want them to build a Target closer to me. Now, is Target better than Walmart? Yeah, in... And the fact that they're both corporations, no. (laughs) Because corporations do shit to people. (laughs) No. But Target is... We haven't found Target doing as many bad things as we found Walmart doing. So yeah, I would rather go to the fucking Target. But I feel like the Walmart has a better uh, fresh food section. They actually have fresh foods in it. Even the big Targets don't, like, it feels like the fresh food they have in there came wrapped in plastic and they took it out. And, or they just left it in plastic and just sat it there. The Like, if I need 
like vegetables and shit. The Walmart's better. Actually, no. If I want my vegetables, I want to go to H-E-B. I don't want no Walmart vegetables, but fine. Listen, I'm not happy either way. <laughs> I'm not happy all the way around. But I'm just telling you, these fucking twins at this Walmart up the street, can't stand them. You know what? Here's the thing. They probably don't like me either. Because they're like, every time, every time something happens, here come this lady asking us to do something. Yeah. There's a spill over there. People are slipping in it. Why are y'all over here talking about twin shit? I know you are. You're talking in your secret language or whatever it is you're talking in. Y'all get over and get some twin mops and get over here. But fine, 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 fine. I'm going to stop talking about them. Because I know that somebody that listens to this podcast is going to be like, I know those twins, princess. I live in Austin. I live in a suburb of Austin. I know those twins. Those twins are my cousins. And they both got diabetes. And you making their blood pressure go up and ruining their, and like affecting their diabetes. And now they're sick in the hospital because you decided to get on a podcast and talk shit about them. Why are you even at Walmart? Drive your ass to the Target. (sighs) (laughs) Let's see. Anything else going on? Nothing really. um, I have been really listening to the Imperfect Strangers podcast a lot this past week or so. I really like it. I honestly, there are a lot of things I am. And, like, I'm a creative, I am black, I am 40, I have adopted children, I'm somebody's mother, I'm somebody's wife, I enjoy, or used to really enjoy TV, like, there there are all these facets to my personality, it's very hard for me to find things that fit all the facets, or at least hit four or five of them. For the most part, I find that I have to break up who I am to um, fit into circles. So like the other day I had a dream about a caterpillar that was a lot of drama. The caterpillar was so much drama. I woke up an hour early. I don't know why that it was just a lot of fucking drama. And I was just like, I, I was like, princess, I think you're dreaming. Cause why would you be around this caterpillar if you weren't dreaming? Just wake up so you can get away from this drama. And I did. And like, I have like 10, 12 people I can text about 10, 12 weirdos I can text about this fucking caterpillar dream. I have plenty of people I can text about the fact that I'm doing this short story that I don't think is any good, but it's, but I have great ideas. It's my execution. That's hard. And it's based on like a bomb ass idea. And I really want to finish it and like work on it and massage it until it's something really great. And, but I'm having a lot of like imposter syndrome and a lot of like, when do I have time to do this? And I, I have plenty of people I can talk to about that. I don't have very many people I can talk to you about motherhood stuff because I generally don't like other moms or <laughs> the other moms I've been, I've been, um, you know, in around are usually like foster and adoptive moms and they're usually like super conservative and we just don't get along. And also my caseworker, cause we're not, um, fostering anymore. My caseworker, I don't get to talk to her all the time. She's She's got a kid the same age as my bunny. And I don't get to talk. I don't get to see her twice a month and talk to her. I'm missing her. Didn't know I was going to do that, but I miss her. Um, You know, I just have all, like, but I don't have anybody who fits all these little spaces in my life. And I started listening to Imperfect Strangers. I talked to you guys about that last week and how much I'm liking it. But I started listening to it and... It's been really nice to to overhear a conversation by two women who are in a very similar space to where I am. Not exactly, but 
I was like, oh, this is what it would be like if I had friends that had similar, that fit into the, some all, most of the spaces I fit into. This is what it'd be like. So I've been listening and it's been helpful. It's been like, like I've been a little lonely about some things. I don't want to say lonely. I'm not usually a lonely person, but I felt alone and that's new for me because I don't usually feel alone. Usually I'm like, I'd like to get away from these people. So like, it's been nice listening to them, especially because they pretty much started during the pandemic. And like a lot of the things that I am dealing with are in the, are like the stuff they're talking about. Um, it's not really something I can talk about on Twitter because on Twitter, everything's all or nothing. Yes or no, black or white. And they're talking about things and I'm like, okay, um, yeah, there is a gray area. Yeah, I know my kids' happiness is not the most important thing on earth, but the fact that they are incredibly sad is hard. And it's also hard when your kids are sad and you're sad too. Like, I don't feel like I have much to talk about right now, except for kid shit, work shit, sad shit. I don't, I don't think I'm that entertaining to listen to or to, or to read on Twitter because I'm like, what the fuck am I even talking about? And listening to them, I was like, okay, so other people are thinking about the same things. Like, so I've really enjoyed it. And I think I'm going to sign up for their Patreon. Their Patreon, the, the level I want to be at is like 20 bucks a month. And girl, girl, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I was like, my limit is like five bucks. And I usually only have, keep I keep myself to $20 on Patreon altogether a month. Like no more than that. And all the slots are filled. So if I subscribe to something for 20 bucks a month, I'd be at 40 bucks a month. And I know there's people listening to me going, girl, I'm at 65 or something. I know there's people listening to me or who have Patreons like I do that is like, girl, that is not real money. <laughs> because what happens is if you have a Patreon where people um, subscribe to you, then Patreon takes out your subscriptions before they give you your money. And yeah, like... Mm-hmm. And so, but it's still a lot of money for me. I, it's a lot of money for me. I don't think, do I pay $20 for Hulu with no, with no commercials? I don't think that I do that. So I don't know. I'm just saying like, I've had a lot of thought about it, but I think I'm going to subscribe because I really enjoy their content. And I don't know. I, I feel like they fit a very specific niche about creatives with children who are in their 40s or I think I know uh, Melissa is 44 I think and I think um Amanda's like 40 as well or about to be and who just fit very specific niches and I'm really like happy to have found them and don't get me wrong it's not like there are lots of moms podcasting lots of um, older women podcasting, but I don't feel a connection with any of those people. Like, I just don't, I, I don't care about a lot of stuff they care about. And like bitch sesh, I like bitch, bitch, bleh, bitch sesh. I like it. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I can go on and off depending on how I feel about things of what they're talking about, because my level of caring about housewives is going up and down. Like there's a lot of shit I just don't care about. I haven't listened to uh, watch what crap happens and all since I don't think I've listened to watch what crap happens since the pandemic started. It's been a year, I think. 
Um, it really just depends on what I care about. But I don't see myself in the bitch sesh girls at all. I Not at all. And they are creatives and they do have kids. But they have younger kids than I do. And they're just not in the... Like, I love June Diane. Is it Raphael? I love her, right? She's so funny. But... I don't relate to her in any way. Like when she's telling stories about um, abusing her therapist for years by uh, <laughs> getting her to give her a discount so she'll continue therapy, yet also making increasing, increasing amounts of money, but trying to hide it from her therapist. The pedicure, manicure uh, running bit where she's getting pedicures while doing, like I don't relate to any of that. I find her funny, but it's different. Um, and there's a sort of blackness about it too, uh, with Melissa talking about her blackness and the way that she talks about race is really important. And, and I agree with her that race is incredibly important and that if you peel back the layers of so many things, all you gotta do is peel back to think of a problem. Though you're wrong about people, the wrong about, uh, people say this too. Think of a problem and then, and then pull back like two, three, sometimes four layers and you'll get to the racism of it. It is always underlying. Like, I agree with that. And I, I just really enjoy listening to them. I enjoy, why am I, why am I still talking about this? Oh, I was telling you guys, I'm going to sign up for their Patreon, which is far outside my budget. <laughs> far, far outside my budget. And I'm going to have to like cut back on Chipotle. I'm going to have to figure something out so I can afford this Patreon. Um, I'm rambling, guys. And I don't have time for it because I did three episodes of Real Housewives of Miami this week. Real Housewives of Miami, excuse me. Um, the episode titles are Elsa Foretells a Storm, Surrounded by Hot Water, and Healing Hole. <laughs> they, they ran through December of 2012. It's episodes 13, 14, and 15. And the reason I did these three episodes is because they're both, they're all, the, the last episode is only partially in Bimini, but they're all in Bimini, they're all, they're the Bimini episodes. And I want to do the reunion next. And I think there's only two reunions, thank God. This is back when Bravo was only doing two fucking re reunions. We need to go back to it. Um, and so I want to do the reunion episodes as one episode. So we're going to knock these three out today. We're going to do two tomorrow, not tomorrow, next week. And then we're going to do maybe a couple of palate cleansers. Maybe one week I'll do an ask me anything. Uh, do you guys have anything else left to ask me? Don't I talk about everything? Don't I put all my business out in the street? You guys don't even have to ask me anything. You could just be like, I'm going to just go back to episode so-and-so because Prince has definitely talked about that. Maybe I'll do an ask me anything. I'll, I'm going to do some palate cleansers. And then I'm just going to start with a new season of Buy Pumpkin. I don't know which season is it supposed to be. Girl, I don't even know what season my podcast is in. Isn't that crazy? I can't help it, though. I'm just, like, not someone that you can ask that shit about. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Girl, I really don't know. Oh, season six. I'm in season six right now. So we're going to head to season seven of Buy Pumpkin. And what I think I'm going to do is I'm not very sure. Should I be saying this if I'm not sure, right? If I say it, then I got to be sure, right? I think season seven of Buy Pumpkin is going to be my 600-pound life. 
And I think it's time. I think I need to talk about it. I think as a as a fat lady living in the world, I need to, you know, I need to, I need, it's time to talk about my 600 pound life. And so I think that's what our next season's going to be. And I'm going to hit some episodes. I'll probably do like eight episodes. That's two months of, um, of episodes. I'll hit some episodes that I like. I'll obviously be hitting the Asante of it all. His last name is Asante, isn't it? Yes. I'm going to obviously get there. And, like, let's fucking talk about it. Let's talk about how they're, like, blurring out Pizza Hut logo on the box, even though I know I can spot a Pizza Hut logo from fucking 400 feet, bitch. Like, don't don't play me. Don't play me. I already knew that was Pizza Hut because I recognized the pizza, okay? Let's talk about it. I think that's where we're going to go. So this episode, next episode, this episode is the Bimini episodes and the finale. Next episode is going to be our reunion episodes. Then we're going to do a palate cleanser. Maybe two. Maybe I'll like, maybe I'll watch some documentaries. Not that Woody Allen documentary. Don't ask me to watch that. Do not ask me to watch that. I am not in a mental space to watch it. It's not, it's not, listen, (laughs) It's not that I don't think he did. I absolutely, I know he did it, okay? Like, I've been, there's, there's no, you don't need to show, you don't need to show me anything else. I'm good. I know he did it. I just don't want to watch that video. I don't want to watch in detail how celebrity and fame and misogyny helped him avoid prosecution. I don't want I don't want to watch that in detail. It's just gonna make me fucking feel bad. And I think I've been clear about how I feel about that whole situation. I believe Dylan. I believe people when they tell me these things. You're gonna have to prove you have to prove these motherfuckers wrong when they tell me they've been they've been sexually assaulted or molested. Because I just know I just know that it happens all the time. So I believe Dylan. It makes sense. Like the story that is that Dylan tells makes sense. So why wouldn't I believe her? Just, and like, I remember when Sun Yi came out with like, it was an article in the paper. I don't know what paper. There's the New York Times. I don't know. Just like writing about her experience or whatever. And like, absolutely, absolutely. There, at the time, I was not aware of how tragic the lives of all those adopted kids were that were adopted by being pharaoh i was not aware of that and that was like heartbreaking because like guys like a lot of times people talk about adopted kids like you get adopted and then like everything's fine that's absolutely not fucking true and like i i felt i felt bad about that just because i know that that's that like i wasn't surprised by any of the like the tragedy of those things i did read the article um what Sun Yi wrote and like there was some you know some talk about how Mia Farrell was abusive and life inside that home was not you know peachy keen sure sure I do I believe that yeah sounds sounds about right Mia Farrell is a fucking cake collector uh so is Josephine Baker it's like, so is Angelina Jolie. They're cake collectors. And, like, shit like that happens in cake collecting homes. That's, 
the, the stuff that she talked about happens. Sure. What was hard about that is that like people assume that if you believe that, then then you believe that Woody Allen didn't do what he did. But he did do it. He did all of it. He did all of it, guys. All of it. And like Two things be true at once. You can say, like, you can believe Sun Yi saying that my growing up in that household was not what the the peachy king life that you guys assumed it to be. Sure. And you can also believe when Dylan tells you what happened. Like, I read a little, the when I realized that that Woody Allen documentary was coming out, someone like, there. I don't know, I saw something about it coming out and then there was like a quote like how about Dylan talking about how Woody used to stalk her. And she couldn't get away from him all the time. And like, I look at look at me spending all this fucking time talking about something I said I'm not gonna watch. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, I'm gonna find maybe I'll find a documentary to watch. I can't do that one. I can't do that one. I, I'm like I will say that I'm not like seasonally depressed anymore. Cause you know, the end of the year was really fucking hard because I was pandemic depressed, which I think everyone is feeling some level of. And then my seasonal regular ass crazy depression, not crazy, but out of my control, out of my control, depression was stacked on top of that. And I was not having it. So that seasonal depression is pretty much lifted. I'm feeling a lot better, but like, that doesn't mean I'm tip top. And some things I have to like keep myself from watching and keep myself from talking about because like, I don't want to like spiral into anything because I start being vulnerable to those feelings and stuff like and like and this is so crazy nobody asked me to talk about this (laughs) and I'm just like don't ask me to talk about it (laughs) but so I'll find like a documentary to do or maybe a book or something I think people liked my bonus episode I did on my patreon for uh Jessica Simpson's book um just you know some palate cleansers some things in between you know and then we'll move on to my 600 pound life. I think it's time. And I also think it's time for me to start this fucking podcast. We're like 30 minutes in. So let's go. So they're going to Bimini, guys. And we get our packing montages and people coming over and people laying out dresses and whatnot. And Leah and James talk about him meeting with Marisol, which was really a big nothing. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I watched it. It didn't seem like anything happened. Um... Roman is asking Joanna, can he come? And she says, well, we talked about this as a girl's trip. Girl, he didn't want to come. He didn't want... I don't think Roman and Joanna are, like, in love. I just don't. <laughs> and I feel like he said that knowing he couldn't come. Joanna says she wants to spend this time in Bimini to talk about whether or not she wants to be a Roman. To think about whether or not she wants to be a Roman. Mama Elsa tells Marisol there will be a big storm thundering and raining and some of the girls are going this way and some of them are going that way and they're not going to be united but she says it doesn't have anything to do with Marisol but that everyone will fight so the ladies are flying to Bimini last week I was talking about this so last week I did explain that guys I didn't realize Bimini was technically in the Caribbean I thought it was an island off of Florida I mean I guess it is close to Florida but it's like it's in the Caribbean I mean, all that shit's close, right? Down there. But, so when I was talking about that, Liz did text me and tell me that, like, she knows people that live in Miami that um, take a boat back and forth from Bimini. 
And so the flight is like 45 minutes and a boat ride is like two-ish hours apparently. I guess depending on how fast you drive and what the water conditions are like. Um, what do they call like a short flight? Is that called a puddle jumper? I think it is. But it's a 45-minute flight. Um, everyone shows up. Adriana shows up to the airport with the most luggage and bitch doesn't have her passport. She has... I believe she has five bags and it, it seems like they're only there for two nights. And you can't take more than 50 pounds. And like Leah Black is definitely like worried about the weight limit. She's worried about the flight altogether. She's asking the pilots, do they have, um, do they have children? She only wants somebody who actually has something to live for. <laughs> and you know, on those small planes, weight limits are a big deal. <laughs> I think I was watching Trixie Mattel talk about how she was taking a flight, like one of those small, tiny flights somewhere, and they ask you your weight because the weight means a lot. And she said everyone that went up there was like, well, maybe I should do Trixie Mattel's documentary. And I can talk about my conflicting feelings about fucking Trixie Mattel. Mm, maybe. So <laughs> she was talking about how uh, everyone was going there was like 80 pounds, 75 pounds. And Trixie was thinking it's going to get work. She was like, these motherfuckers do not weigh 80 pounds. That person's not 105 pounds. Why are they lying? So Trixie goes up, they ask her her weight, and she's like, 500 pounds. <laughs> she's trying to even out. But yeah, um, Adriana says she only weighs 80 pounds, so it's fine that she has a lot of luggage because it'll even out. In fact, she thinks the other lady's underpacked. Leah is very annoyed. I think this is the start of the rift between Leah and Adriana that dominated season three. Um, I still remember Adriana going to Leah's house in the rain and she and Leah get into it. And so Adriana stands outside in the rain waiting for a cab or a driver or something. And it's just water everywhere. And Leah's trying to get her to come back in and... I don't know if she said it then, but I also remember her going, Leah, I thought you were a sister, but you are a wicked sister. <laughs> but I think this is the start of all that. Um, and honestly, like, I hate to tell you on this podcast episode, I'm going to be a lot on Leah Black's side. I don't want to be, I don't like Leah Black. I think Leah Black's a bad person. Um, I think... The fact that she associates with these people, with your Jeffrey Epstein's and your, and your, um, and your Joe Francis's and your Rush Limbaugh's and all that shit and your drag queens that, uh, and your QAnon fucking drag queens. Yeah. I think she's probably a bad person. I just think she's a bad person. She just probably just doesn't say it a lot. And I don't want to be on her side, but. I found myself a lot, I'm sorry, through the rest of the time we're doing this podcast, I will probably be going like, well, Leah was right about that. And and I was on her side about being annoyed with Adriana. Like, I don't like traveling with people who don't have their shit. Where the fuck is your passport? You just showed up here with all these fucking, with all these uh, bags for a two-day trip on a very tiny plane, and you don't have a passport? You bought everything in the world except for the fucking passport? Girl, get your shit together. And the pilot tells her she can go to Bimini, but without her passport, she can't get back in. Um, and Adriana's trying to figure out stuff, and Leah's like, we're on a schedule. 
And she keeps saying, she keeps talking about like, well, we're not deciding. Well, the pilot has to leave at a certain time. Guess what? The pilot is like, we have to leave by 1130. So they leave her. She goes back. She goes back to get her passport and get another flight or something. And listen, all the girls were happy to do so. Because as she left, they were like, should we wait for her? And they're like, no, no, we're not going to wait for her. We got to go. Um, Marisol is very worried about flying. She has this yellow blow-up vest. And what is that? Is that the emergency flotation thing? Or is that like a personal thing she has? What is that? Is it like a calming thing? Like a thunder vest for dogs? What is that? By the way, guys, I was about to go get two puppies because I was trying to ruin my life last week. I was like, how can I ruin my life? Oh, I can just go get two puppies real quick and just fucking ruin everything. Oof. Thank God I like ate a Rice Krispie Treat and calmed the fuck down. <laughs> but anyway, so Marisol's like, she's going to throw up and she's freaking out. Thank God. Thank God the the, the flight is short because they get there pretty quickly. Um, it's bumpy. It's a small one. And they get on a boat, which kind of confused me why they get on the boat. But you know what? I bet they flew to the island. Then they got on this boat to go to the resort because it's quicker that way, you know? Like, yeah, it's quicker, probably quicker to get on this boat and go down because to the to the resort that may be on another side of the island. I think that's what happened. Um, on the boat, though, they find that Adriana is still at home. She can't fly in this weather because a storm came up right after they left, which is why the pilot was like, we need to leave by 1130 because, like, if we're leaving this time, we can't go. And they have... so. Uh, she can't find a weather if weather permits she can come later and they have Adriana's voice saying she's so over it she doesn't want to come anymore but that seems edited in we're Leah's talking to her on her phone she's not on speakerphone we don't hear any of the other words she's saying which is where she's explaining that she let the driver go because of this this and that um we don't hear any more words it feels like they added that in it feels like that came off of like a producer's phone or Leah or Adriana said it to someone else and they added it. Okay, so they make it to the resort and they divide it into houses. Um, Karen, Lisa, Leah, and Joanna are all staying together. Alexia, Anna, and Marisol, and maybe Adriana are all staying together. Depending on if Adriana gets there, she does. But So Leah is going off to stay with the group, but that's a different... So, so the way Joanna has... has Divided it up is with her group and then technically Leah's group, but there's only four space. There's only four, room for four women in each house. So she takes Leah with her and it seems like she's like, which one's the least objectionable? Leah <laughs> takes her. Um, as Leah is leaving to go with her group, Alexia asks her to come back when she's like set up because she wants to talk to her. And the other ladies in the house are curious, so she says that it has something to do with one of the other ladies in the other house. And it's very obvious that it's Karen. So they have a golf cart that Leah doesn't even want to get into because uh, Karen is driving. And once they get to the place, it's a nice house or whatever. But two of the rooms are obviously kid rooms and don't have bathrooms attached and have, like, twin beds. And, like, and Leah takes a twin boat bedroom and everyone else is like, oh, she's so humble. And I'm like, I don't know if she's humble or that... Like, it's obvious there are only so many rooms 
Also, I'm here with the host. So, like, I'm not getting... She's essentially me with the vaccine. Like, I'm not going to fight for this. Like, just let me know. Let me know when it's a... Let me know when we can do this. And I, too, would have been like, I'll just sleep on these little... Like, I can sleep in a twin bed. What the fuck? Um, Lisa and Karen are arguing over rooms. And, like I said, I just... I'm of the mind of Leah that, like... We're not going to move in here. We're going to be here for two nights. Chill. It doesn't matter what room you stay in. They get to chit-chatting and Karen is talking about her mom. And they ask if her mom likes Rodolfo. And she says that she used to hate him back when they first broke up because of the, the cheating. and she, But she loves him now. And girl, that's not what she said, Karen. I was there. <laughs> I was there in your backyard when you were sitting there chit-chatting about life. And she said she hated him. So what are you saying? She says it's perfect, but it's perfect 20% of the time because 80% of the time he's never there. And she wants to be married and have kids. And the ladies tell him to give him an ultimatum. Do not... Mm, it's not that I don't think Karen should give him an ultimatum. She should be like, I'm almost 40. I'm already in... I already know that like after 35, a woman's um, ability to conceive significantly goes down. To conceive easily. Not to conceive at all, but to conceive easily. Um, goes down. I'm almost 40. I know I want to be married. I know I want to have a family. So you need to like shit or get off the pot here. I understand like Karen doing that. What I want, like the thing that we need to make sure everyone realizes is that we don't give ultimatums unless we're willing to, to act on them. So you don't tell somebody unless you do this and that and blah, 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 I'm gonna, I need to move on and then don't move on because they'll never believe another fucking thing you say. We don't give out ultimatums unless we are ready to go. And I don't think Karen is ready to go. So I don't think, I don't see her doing that. Or if she does that, I don't see her, see her, um, I don't see her following through. Actually, when we get to the rest of this, let, let me try to remember because I think Karen should have used this as leverage to be honest. But okay, let me, let me. We'll get there. Okay, so Adriana finally gets there. Alexia is finally telling her secret now that Adriana is there and Leah's come back from the other house. Alexia says that through the course of her work at the magazine, one of the writers alerted her to an article that had been written about Rodolfo starting a new relationship with a woman who is on the show with him. The woman is 24. Alexia says that, oh, Karen is pretty, but this girl is gorgeous. Also, her name is Anna. And Anna... Anna, our Anna, is like, oh, wait, that may be the one to text to him. Remember that time that that uh, um, Karen was like, oh, Anna's been texting him all hours of the night. And I think it's rude. And, you know, she's like trying to go after my man. And Anna was like, I did not text him. And, you know, Karen was like, yeah, we got a text. We we got a text. No, we didn't get a text. Rodolfo got a text. Uh, Karen, mind your fucking business. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm all up in my husband's business <laughs> all the fucking time. If you text my husband, yeah, you texted me too, bitch. <laughs> Just because he doesn't know where his phone is. And he's going to be like, can you see who that's texting? So are you going to see it? I saw a TikTok on Twitter, of course, because I'm not going to download TikTok. And <laughs> I just don't want to. I don't fucking want to. That's why. <laughs> and... And it was someone saying, 
you know, how, how I act when somebody gets wild with my, uh, quiet, unassuming husband. And it's, uh, God, what song is it? I don't know. The words go talk to me. I talk back, but, um, <laughs> the dude is just like sitting there dancing. And then the part where talk to me, I talk back, this little woman jumps in front of him and is like, <laughs> kidding fuck and that's exactly how it is i have closed doors in people's faces i have told people <laughs> and this is a very i don't <clears throat> it's not that he never gets angry he does get angry but he's just someone who doesn't care that much about a lot of things and he kind of just like goes with the flow for a lot of stuff and you gotta push and push and push and push him for him to get really fucking mad okay and Okay, so that's, but you don't have to push me that much to get me mad. I'm I'm always kind of ready to be mad. Kind, I'm always like, what? You you want to fight? <laughs> so, so yeah, like I am absolutely <laughs> that person, and I and here I am making fun of Karen being like, yeah, we got a text. I just wouldn't say it like that. I'd be like, yeah, I saw your text messages. <laughs> yeah, I'm all up in his fucking phone. He doesn't know what the password is. He lost the password to his Gmail address and to his phone, and I had to get, give it to him. So, yeah, so I fucking saw it. Uh huh. Um, Leah Black is asking if the article that's going to be is is it going to be published or not? Because it's gonna it's confusing. Because I need to know why Alexia writer is bringing an article that's already been published to her. Are you saying that you want to do more of a story? Like, why did she bring it to you? Because it was already published. And Alexia says that Karen has probably seen this. She probably has a Google alert and she definitely has a publicist. So she should know. Okay. So if she knows, like they're sitting there trying to figure out whether they should talk to her about it. And right there, if if you think she already knows, why do you need to talk to her about it? It only makes sense that you need to tell her if you don't know if she's seen it. All right? If you think she already knows, then you're just being a bitch. You're just being like a, ha, 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 look what I found. And that is not how I think Alexia wants to come off. You know, it's really about confronting her and being like, oh, your shit stinks. I know you think you think your shit doesn't stink, but I smell it, bitch. So here it is. And I don't know if that's a noble thing to be doing. I mean, also, I'm not a housewife. And this is why I would never be the Real Housewives of Austin because it would be fucking boring. Because I would just be like, why are we talking about this? Isn't that rude? Like, let it can't want to sleep with somebody that's cheating on her. Let her. If she doesn't know, tell her quietly to herself, off camera. Listen, be like, listen, I saw this here. And I don't know if you saw it, but I wanted to make sure that you saw it because other people did. And, you know, if someone else, if someone saw it, then, like, I, I just don't want you to be caught off guard. I don't want people to know more about what's going on. Okay. And then I leave it alone and I walk off. I wouldn't ask her, did you know about, I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, okay. And then she, I give it to her and then I walk away. That's how I would handle it because I don't, I'm not trafficking in other people's misery. <laughs> I don't get high seeing someone mad. However, I'm not on a housewife show and housewife shit is public shit. You gotta, you gotta carry bones. You gotta ask questions. You gotta be in nosy shit. Um, I actually, like, this is the job, which is why people use it to say how much they love Kenya, um, you know, being messy on Real Housewives of Atlanta. And, you know, it's, it's, 
I, I agree, it is her job. I just don't trust someone who voluntarily takes that job to be the villain every season. To be the person that does... If, I don't vol, I don't trust someone who voluntarily grabs Kimsfield's chair and shakes it. Because Kimsfield didn't do shit to you. And I wouldn't want to be on TV acting like that. I, like, you, there, you're not going to catch a video of me saying racist things on the internet. And then I have to be like, well, I was, so-and-so told me to do this. Because if someone told me to do that, I'd be like, no. Because I don't want to, that's not how I, I don't want to be saying, you're never going to catch me. I'm not saying I'm not involved in some mean girl shit because, listen, we've all been there. And I'll tell you right now, I can, as an intimidating person, I can sometimes get a little bullyish if I feel like certain things uh, trigger me into, <laughs> into acting acting a little bullyish. And I've told myself, Princess, you need to calm down on that one. But I just don't, like, I would not willingly be seen on TV that way. I just wouldn't. And so even if production is telling Alexia to do this, Listen, that's on you, Alexia. Just because, you know, just because they told... If a production told you to jump off a bridge, would you fucking do it? No. All right. So, they all go to dinner. Adriana doesn't make it at first because she's taking too long to get ready. Adriana, be on time someplace. Um, They go eat without her. And I proof. If I'm a hungry bitch, you get here when you fucking get here. I will be eating. I'm not going to... I'm not going to act. I'm, I'm going to be eating. Um, they also get, uh, Leah Black to take some shots. She says she's never been drunk. I don't know if that's true. And she says she doesn't know what she's like drunk, so they better be careful. I think that's true. And they think they're gonna get, they're gonna get Lisa Black to, to fucking skinny dip. Never. <laughs> At dinner, Adriana mentions that Frederick's parents are still there to, about two weeks later after that party. They live in Paris, which may, leads Karen to mention that Adolfo's 12-year-old daughter lives in Paris. Now listen, I know it's different for men. Especially men that only see their children twice a year, probably. I mean, how often is he getting there? If he's working in South America a lot, um, apparent, but his base is in Miami, is what I guess when it, that's how. Maybe his base is in Miami. Maybe it's in South America. But she's in South. He's in South America a lot. He's in Miami a lot with Karen. Oh, twenty percent of the time with Karen. How often does he fucking get to Paris? So, like I like I was saying. I know it's different for men, especially men who only see their children maybe twice a year. However, there's no way, like, a lot of people are not having a baby when you've got a 12-year-old. It's too much of a difference. I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm not saying people don't do it. They do, you know. However, it is, if you do that, you got to really want to do it because, Parenting a 12-year-old, once you get to 12, I mean, there's there's so much self-sufficient shit there that, like, going back to a baby who needs you 24-7 is fucking hard. And again, I know it's different for men, but I, if she was asking me about having a baby, I, too, would be like, girl, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I mean, can we? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> um... So Leah Black brings up that after they talked earlier, did Karen make any decisions, which makes Karen uncomfortable. Did I miss this in my notes? Maybe I did. Did I not talk about it? Okay. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I got it in my notes. It's the ultimatum thing. Um, and that's what that's what Leah Black's talking about. Um, it makes Karen uncomfortable because she doesn't want to talk about it in front of the other women. She thinks Leah Black, Black is trying to expose her, which I don't think is true. I think... I think it's very obvious the situation that Karen is in. Like, I think, I think nobody, nobody there is shocked that she wants to get married and have kids and that Rodolfo is not, you know, it's not there yet. But, you know, uh, Karen feels uncomfortable. And then Adriana decides that at that point she wants to get out the paper. And Marisol says, no, we're going to look like bitches. And I'm like, you are bitches. And yes, you will look like bitches. So they do a little interstitial where they go through Adriana's closet, but none of it was old Navy Plus size collection, so I don't care about that. Back at the table, Adriana tells us that there's never a good time to bring up a bad news about someone's relationship, and she's right. But at least Leah Black decides that she wants to... She's like, I want to be entertained by you guys. Tell me something I don't know. And she starts with Joanna, and Joanna starts talking about how her relationship is up and down, and Leah Black asks if they're going to get married, which we've got to learn to stop asking people. We really do need to, like, find another way to make small talk. I know it's hard um, to ask. I know it's hard because it's, like, something that we've kind of learned to do to ask people, like, so when are you two going to get married? Are you guys going to have kids and stuff like that? And, like, it's it's such a question that we absolutely have to stop asking people. We need to learn how to stop asking people. It's, it's like, a really personal question. Um, but, you know... Joanna answers it and she, she says, Joanna says that she's on the trip to think about it and she's going to go from there. And then Leah Black asks Lisa about her stuff. She starts talking about how she hasn't worked for four years and it makes her feel like she's losing herself a bit. She thinks she could do a little more in life, probably. Um, I don't know how much taking care of Lenny actually needs. I mean, you know, it depends. Marisol talks about back and forth. Also, like, like I don't know how much taking care of Lenny actually needs, but also, I think it's okay if Lisa just doesn't want to do anything. Um, I think in the past I might have been a little judgmental about that, but honestly, the way I feel right now, if she doesn't want to do anything, then don't make her. Let her work out and stay by the pool and fuck around with Daisy and shop. I don't fucking know and and. Take her dog to the pet smart. I don't fucking know. But let her do that. Shit. She's gonna have to like have a bunch of things to do. Marisol talks about the back and forth of getting divorced from Philippe. They get Leah Black to take some more shots and Karen toast to a healing weekend. So they get back to the house and Leah Black is like, let's talk some trash. And they say, keep it up. That's in her voice. Let's talk some trash. <laughs> and, you know, they keep up the drinking. And Adriana asked how many people have been cheated on. Most of them have. I don't know. I don't know. I think most people have unless you've only dated like one or two people. I don't know. Uh, Karen tells a story about when she was in dental school and she had a long distance relationship and she goes to visit or whatever. And a drunk girl knocks on the door in the middle of the night and he's like, let me talk to her. And like she was too naive to even realize she was being cheated on. And... You know, <laughs> Alexia asks Karen if she were being cheated on, would she want to know? And Karen says yes. And Leah Black is getting upset because she's like, if Alexia wasn't going to bring it up to Karen, why did she bring it up at all? 
Um, because Alexia's starting to feel like a little, I don't know, Alexia's, I, I think she's getting a little timid about it. I think most of them are realizing that this is like definitely throwing raw meat to a lion, just be, and everyone's watching and it's on camera and like, so Alexia and Lisa go outside and Alexia tells Lisa about the article because she thinks that Lisa is the closest to Karen and wants to know whether Lisa thinks she should tell her. And back inside, um, Leah Black is telling them to have a private investigator check out a relationship every now and then, which is what I do if I had money, because I don't trust no bitch. And, but Karen says there's nowhere to live. Eventually, Leah Black goes out and to Lisa and Alexia and is like, come back in. And uh, Adriana ends up going out and she's basically like, let's get this on. She's already asking about it. And we've been talking about relationship. Adriana looks like such a fucking bitch. She is ready to get the shit started. And she's just ready to humiliate Karen. And Lisa in a talking head says a thing that I believe that, I mean, I know we don't think Lisa's very smart, but she's very smart about this and that it's not that they want to tell Karen. It's that they want to see the look on Karen's face when Karen realizes they were right and she was wrong or that they were right and Karen and Karen, and we all know Karen that, not everything over there is peachy fucking king, you know? Um, so they all come back in. At this point, Karen is realizing that it's about her. All the other girls are standing around like, Leah Black's putting a lip gloss. It's real, I don't know. I, it didn't feel good. And it feels like Karen knows what's about to happen, but I don't think she did because when, because this is the first thing I would assume. First of all, anytime anything happens, I'm assuming I'm about to be killed. Um, there is a monster living in my attic. Uh, I'm being poisoned. Uh, I'm having a heart attack or a stroke of some sort. Like I, so as soon as these girls start talking about cheating and shit and they're all looking at me and people are going outside, I'm like, oh, these bitches know my husband's cheating on me. And I wouldn't even let them get to this part because I would have been like, if somebody knows something, Tell me, cause, cause that is like one of, I've talked about this, how like, like <laughs> my biggest weakness is that, um, is that like, I don't want to be vulnerable. I'm scared of being hurt. Everything I do in life is to keep me from being hurt. Um, and I know that some people will be like, well, Princess, you're actually very like, you know, forthcoming with your feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I am, but it's, it's not an easy thing for me to do. And it's very hard for me to admit when I am feeling vulnerable. Like when I was talking about how I'm feeling lonely, I'm feeling alone right now because um, I'm having trouble finding places where I think I fit in. Um, that's a vulnerability. It's hard for me to say, but I also have been thinking about that a while and I've like processed it enough that I can talk about it. But like... It's one of my worst nightmares to have everyone know something about me that I don't know. And everyone's chit-chatting all around me about some terrible thing. Like, I don't know, like, you've got, like, I don't know, you've got period blood on your white pants or something. And everyone's like, look at her, look at her. Did you know about this? Blah, blah, blah. And no one's willing to tell you that. I don't like that. So as soon as, as soon as they would have been, I'd be like, hold up. Y'all know something about my husband? Spill it. Spill it. But like I was saying, Karen, 
I thought Karen already realized what was happening, but when they tell her, her head swivels and her eyes get bug eyed. And I was like, oh, she didn't. This isn't what she thought was going to happen. I was like, how could you not think that this is what they were going to say? What else could they have said? What are you going to tell you something about your daddy? No, they're going to tell you something about Rodolfo because that's all they've been talking about the whole fucking time. <sighs> she, but then, and she, like I said, she is surprised. But then she asks if Alexa saw her own eyes. And Alexa says, no. And she says, people talk and people create drama and people write whatever. That's what um, Karen says. And then Alexa says, there are pictures. And Joanna's like, pictures of what? Pictures of making out? And Alexa is like, yes. She has the publication. She keeps saying publication. I don't know. She's talking like she's making a police report or some shit. Um, so, you know, um, Karen says people can fake pictures like Elvis is alive and shit. And no, she doesn't want to see it. What? Like people can fake pictures, okay? Absolutely. But I still want to fucking see it. I want all the fucking information. You better give it to me. Tell me. Who was it? What? Give me the pictures. Blow them up. Get me one of those those things jewelers use to, to zoom in on shit. I want to see. And so, and so she's laughing and smiling, but it's kind of like, the laugh, like, I can't believe this is happening. And, dude, guys, Karen is delusional. Like, it's obvious Karen is delusional here, which is why it makes you feel so bad. Because, like, do I like the way they told her? No. Do I like, do I, is it weird that Karen won't even look at it? Yeah. Yeah, she knows it's true. Lisa apologizes about telling her in front of everyone and Karen says she doesn't want to have the conversation anymore. But she says in a little voice, she's like, I'm not, I don't want to have this conversation anymore. I was like, ugh. She's really hurt, but she's trying not to show it. And it, like, so how would I react in that situation? If this happened to me, I'd be like, oh, really? Show me the pictures. And then <laughs> I'd be like, I, like I said, I get out my jeweler's loop and start looking at it. I would do that. I would say, okay, thanks for letting me know. I'll, you know, I'm gonna talk to Rodolfo about this. And they'd be like, I mean, what else are they gonna say? Are you mad? Are you upset? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna talk to Rodolfo about this. I'd like to know what is this is about. Even if I were like super angry right then, I, I just say, I'm gonna talk to him. And I'd be like, can I keep this? And I keep it and then I leave. That's it. I would not, like, I wouldn't let them, I too wouldn't wanna cry in front of them or wouldn't wanna get like super, super upset in front of them. But I want to know all the information. And I guess the next time, and by the next time I talked to them, I would have processed how I felt, what happened, what I would have talked to Rodolfo, I would have done that. And if anyone asked me before I talked to Rodolfo, I'd be like, listen, I haven't talked to him yet, but I will, well, well, I'm, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Thank you for letting me know. And I think that's how you handle it. You don't go, I don't want to see it. Because they're just going to keep picking on, they're just going to keep picking at you because they want you to feel bad, dude. They want you to feel bad. So the next morning, they all get up and Karen tells Lisa and Joanna and Lisa, Leah Black that they're not mad at Alexia, that she's not mad at Alexia. And Leah Black, who's sitting on the kitchen counter, because what is there, no space? Like, get your ass off the counter. People put food and shit on there, Leah. And she says she doesn't understand the reaction of the relationship is real. And Karen says she's flattered that they care so much about her life. She says there's rumors all the time about Alexia and Marisol's relationship, that Alexia and um, her husband are not really married, that Alexia's cheating on him. Um, I don't think Karen says this, but those are the rumors because he's so much older than her. And like I said, when they separated, he gave her that house and 
she started dating and stuff. And when he died while they were separated and that the children, his children were like, you can't stay here, bitch. This is, you guys were already broken up. And, and the Mar rumors about Marisol's relationship. And that is that Philippe is gay and was trying to get a green card. But we're not talking about them, Karen. We're talking about you. And this isn't a rumor because there's always been rumors about Rodolfo. That's not what this is. This isn't like people like, I heard this and I heard that. It's not that. What this is, is that, is that a thing came out in media, which I'm not saying that we have to believe everything we read. It came out and there are paparazzi pictures of him kissing this girl. And you won't even look at it. That's very different than, you know, I heard this about your husband and someone being like, okay, where'd you hear from? What's the, show me some proof. That's very different. And you know it. But whatever, I mean, you're trying to save face at this point. So Leah Beck starts yelling her bird voice. She have a problem this is happening to her. She tell people to back it up or stop talking about it. And she says that, um... Joanna and Leah would have, she asked if Joanna and Leah would have a problem too. And they both say yes. And then her talking head, she says that she would absolutely want to know if her husband was cheating on her because she would hold a press conference and said that he beat her up. <laughs> he beat her up. He beat up Roy Jr. He didn't believe any of his clients were innocent. And she'd throw him out on the street and give him a quarter to call, make a phone call, and she would ruin his life and get him arrested. <laughs> and then he can't afford to cheat on her. I agree with Leah Black. <laughs> Get a sack of nickels, a sock full of nickels, beat the shit out of myself, frame my husband, put him in jail. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I love my husband very much. If he heard me like that, I would, we, some shit would happen, but I probably wouldn't frame him. I probably wouldn't do a big frame. I wouldn't gone girl him and <laughs> get him arrested. Uh, oh lord <laughs> I'm sorry guys I just find that so funny she's like yeah <laughs> I'm gonna hold a press conference and say that he beat me up he beat up Roy Jr Roy Jr you better say he beat you up because <laughs> oh my god I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You guys know I don't like Leo Black, but that shit was funny. <laughs> don't do that, okay? Yes, don't do that. It's, it's going to cause you more heartache in the end. So she's screaming that she's screaming so much at Karen about, like, this is why you need to, to defend it. And, and Karen's like, I don't want to defend it. I, you know, there's no merit to it. I don't even need to. I'll defend it when he needs defending. And which doesn't make any sense, right? If this is all fake, then this is when he needs defending. When he doesn't need defending is when it's true or when he's there to defend himself. He's not here and you're saying this is all fake. Then defend him. <laughs> what are you saying? You need defending once you when you when it's true? <laughs> like that's not how it works. <sighs> you're like Leah is like screaming. <laughs> shit and the little chef that's in there making him breakfast keeps turning around to see what like what, what are these white ladies doing <laughs> i too would be like y'all want this omelet or you want to keep screaming because i'm not gonna sit in here <laughs> like, i know you're white ladies and you do whatever you want to but stop <laughs> like, calm down shit i just work at a resort calm down 
And Karen's getting mad at Leah because she feels like Leah's like in her business. Over at the other house, they wake up and dick around, you know, fuck around. <laughs> Marisol's on the couch asleep with like little marabou slippers on. <laughs> and they take off her shoe and they're like, look at this little foot. Anna tries to put it on and she can't. <laughs> uh, they end up calling Mama Elsa and tell her what happened. And Mama Elsa gives it to them. She's like, why would they go to the gossip? She's telling them it's nobody's business. And they're like, well, she's it's important because she wants to be with him. And, and she's got a biological clock is ticking. She's like, let her biological clock explode. Okay? <laughs> Those are her decisions. <laughs> Shit. She tells Alexia that Miami gossip wasn't enough for her. They had to go to Bimini and do more. <laughs> and basically, she's going to see Alexa when she gets home. <laughs> Alexia, when she gets home. So Alexia rips up the article and flushes it. She's like, your, your mother's right. She knows me. It's not the type of thing I do. I'm like, um, it may not be the type of thing you do, but it's the thing you did. So, I mean, whatever. Otherwise, what the fuck would we be talking about on this? Lisa and Leah Black have a heart-to-heart. -heart. I was going to skip this. They're out in all on eye. And it's just basically about, like, Lisa asked Leah Black if she's having a good time. And Leah Black says she'd be having a great time if her husband and, and our Roy Jr., RJ, were there. And then Lisa looks sad and Leah Black's like, oh, I didn't mean to offend you. Um, I shouldn't have said that. Like, which is, yeah, you shouldn't have. It was rude. <laughs> I'd be having a better time if you weren't here. My family was. <laughs> but um, Lisa tells her it's not that. She's like, yeah, like she wants that feeling of like missing, like having her kid and wanting to be around her kid. Um, She's sad about that. And Leah, and she's like, what am I supposed to do? Try again? And Leah Black's like, yeah. Keep fucking trying. Be passionate about it. Let the past go. But be passionate about it. And also, while you're being passionate about getting what you want, and like, Leah Black's like, she would have three surrogates. <laughs> She'd be trying naturally and have three surrogates. Me too, dude. I would be like, okay, if this is what I want. And also, Leah, Lisa doesn't have any money issues. Okay, so keep that in mind. Leah has as much money as she wants. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying Lenny is like, crazy, crazy, crazy rich, excuse me, super, super, super rich. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they could spread some money around. They could do surrogacy while she tries naturally. They could do that if they want to. Um, don't let that not working that last time, those miscarriages like get you down. If you want to have a kid, there are a lot of ways for you to get a kid and like be passionate about that and let the past go, but just be clear and focus on what you want to do. And she also told her to also like, while she's at it, be celebrating what she does have instead of what she doesn't have. So, and I know some people will be like, that's contradictory because she should be, because if she's focusing on having a baby, she's going to realize she's having a baby. No, 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 no. There's a way to do that. There is a way to be passionate about something you want while celebrating all the stuff that you do have. There is a way. Um, it was a nice little thing. Um, Lisa says Leah Black showed her a different side. So the girls go eat the, eat conch. I don't know what conch is. It's some sea thing that comes out of a shell. Don't tell me. I know. Don't DM me. Don't text me. Don't call me. Don't at me. I don't care. Let me stay. Let me stay. Let me stay ignorant. I don't know what it is. It's, it's something to do with some sea stuff. Okay. That's all I know. That's all I need to know. They end up going to a little shack, um, which is always the best place to get stuff like that. <laughs> me and my husband were, were driving down in Austin. Uh, we went in East Austin and we were driving down the road for some reason. I don't even know why we were over there. And he, he saw a little shack type thing that said fry fish. 
And this motherfucker made a U-turn in the middle of the fucking street. And I was like, are you even hungry? He's like, no. But I know when I see a little rundown fucking place that says fried fish, that's the best fucking fish in the world. He's right. When me and my mom get fried crabs, when I'm home in Virginia Beach, we go get fried crabs. It's a process because there are three places you, you can go and you check what's going on in each place that day. And then you choose which place and then you order. But the place, the best place, out of all the three places, the best place to go get fucking fried crabs is a rundown fucking place. Like, it, it looks like it's like, it's it looks like it's in the, in a junkyard. It is, like, if you had told me meet you over there, I'd be like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to meet you over there. You know what it is? You know how all the Toys R Us's always were like underneath an underpass? Looking like a place where people do drugs. Like a place you didn't want to take a child. That's where all the Toys R Us places were. <laughs> it was. It's like that. It's in a terrible place. It's the best fucking fried crabs. The best. My, we get the hot sauce on them. We get the moving. My mom says if you can't crack them yourself, you can't eat them. So when I was younger, I never got to eat fried crabs. Ever. Because my mom was like, I'm not cracking them for you. Then, and then when I cry about that, she'd tell me fried crabs get you pregnant. Anytime something happens, she'd be like, well, you get pregnant doing that. You don't want to do that. So, <laughs> I mean, this is a tangent on a tangent. Like, my mom, I didn't talk to my mom for one day. Sometimes we don't talk. Me and my mom talk two-ish times a day about. But we might go a day where we don't speak to each other. Because we're just busy and I don't have time to talk. Sorry. Like, I like to talk to her alone when I'm in the car. Because I don't have a bunch of kids with me. But I don't always have time for that. So, I called her yesterday. And she answered the phone like, oh. You're calling me. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, I mean, I didn't know you were calling me. You didn't call me yesterday. So I just assumed that you were the one to hit the lottery and that you decided to cut me off. And then she got your money. And I was like, what? I don't play the lottery, first of all. Second of all, why would she be the first person I cut off if I found some money? She was like, Exactly. Because if I won a bunch of money in the lottery, I wouldn't tell anybody either, but I definitely give you a million dollars. I give you a million dollars. I give your brothers each half a million dollars. Don't tell them. Y'all don't tell them, okay? <laughs> and I give you a million dollars. And, you know, I just want you to have a happy life. And it hurts my feelings that if you won the lottery, you wouldn't tell me and you just cut me off and not, and not talk to me at all. And I was like, yo, mama, you just made up a story about me to get yourself mad. That I didn't do that. I don't play the lottery. I wouldn't cut you off. I give you $2 million. I don't fucking care. And she's like, well, well, that's not what it seems like. And she's <laughs> Anyway, so we will go like, you know, getting the crabs is a process. You get the crabs and then you eat them. But it's always, it's never a place that looks like brands make it new. And it's like crab shack. No, no, no. That's not where you get crabs from. It's always some rundown place that doesn't even have a fucking sign. Or they did have a sign, but it burnt out a long time ago. So when they're going to get this conch, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, it looks run down, but girl, they <laughs> that's probably the best place to get the conch. So also the weather's windy and cold. Um, they're overdressed for that shack. And Joanna says she's never eaten conch, but she's eaten cock. Yeah, we know, Joanna. We know. Eating conch must have changed Marisol's life because she says she feels great. She is happy with her little rum and goke. And she feels good. And she's going to call her attorney to start the divorce paperwork. And she gets home. She's ready. Later, Anna is going to cook dinner with a chef helping her. I don't know. Why, Anna? Why? You're on vacation. That chef is probably gets paid the same amount. Whether 
You make a main dish and they make side dishes and watch the shit while you go off, talk to the ladies or whatever. Why do you need to do this? Go sit down, Anna. Go fucking sit down. Get out of his way. If you want to have a dinner party, have a dinner party somewhere else. When you get home. And then we get news that Karen's father's having trouble with his pacemaker and he has to go to the hospital. And Karen's crying in her bed. Her father just turned 81 and there are no flights out to get there. And she says she's not in the mood to be there, which I wouldn't be either if I'm like super worried about my dad. And she's not in the mood to be fighting with Alexia. Me either. This shit doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it's like, who gives a fuck about Rodolfo when my dad it might be dying? Is in a hospital. She says she has two sisters who got married early in life and have their own families and her path was to stay with her parents and take care of them. She's crying really hard. So Lisa and Joanna go over to the other house. It feels like they are drunk already because Lisa's giggling about what happens if you mix vodka and tequila. What do you think happens when you mix vodka and tequila, baby? And then they kiss and they explain why Karen's not there. Um, they're, everyone's like, they're going to think Karen didn't want to come because they couldn't, she couldn't face the news about Rodolfo. And I'm like, no, they're not. Cause you're going to tell them that Karen's father is ill and she's trying to find a way back to Miami. That's what you're going to tell them. So why would they think that? They're at the table eating. They're talking about how much they love everyone. Alexia says she loves everything about everyone there. And Lisa says, what about Karen? And like Leah Black almost chokes on her fucking drink. And Alexia tries to say, well, she's not here. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's right for us to be sitting here talking. I agree. She's not here. If she was here and someone said, what about Karen? I was like, that's just the type of messy I need. Go ahead and tell her, Alexia. <laughs> she's not even fucking here. But it's not even that she's just not there. She's not here. And she's in her room crying her eyes out about her dad. Like, is this a real time to be doing this? So, but you know, it's the housewife. So they start talking about why Karen is annoying. And I agree. I agree about every bit of it. That she, she seems like a social climber. She seems like a liar. She smile. She, she seems fake. Because all she does is smile. And anytime something happens, she seems, she doesn't seem authentic. And I just can't, like, authenticity is my, is my jam. It's like catnip to me. I like people who say what it is. And they're just like, this is, what you're looking, what you see is what you get. And either that can be fabulous, that can be bullshit, that can be whatever, but it's what, this is it. I love people like that. I'm attracted to people like that. And so like, I too would not like Karen. Karen wouldn't be my jam. I won't want to sit next to her anywhere. I don't like her, but I don't know. I didn't like this either. Then the conversation turns to Marisol. Marisol says Elaine called them. Joanna says Elaine called them and told them what happened was when James called them, not Elaine, but James called them and, and told them what happened with Marisol and that she didn't apologize at that meeting. And Marisol says that she's, that's not true, that she didn't have to apologize, but that she absolutely did. This throws Leah Black into a tizzy because she's, she's very upset with Marisol. Keep that in mind. She's very upset with Marisol and, you know, James is her friend. So we also get some never before seen flashbacks because they're talking about the shoe party lady again. Remember that? And Marisol says that the shoe party lady called her to say that she was having trouble with the money aspect of the party. It was getting expensive. And she she was asking like things that she could do. I guess I would talk to Marisol about that. Marisol's in PR. Marisol throws parties. Marisol, yeah. And later the lady, see that's the end of the phone call. Then later, later the lady texts her about hiring James, but, isn't, but it wasn't set in stone. She hadn't hired her yet. And she didn't want to really pay him. And Marisol says that she suggested that she hire Lauren who wouldn't charge her. 
And the flashback seemed to have the shoe lady confirming that. So I don't think I, again, it's not that I don't think that Marisol talks shit about James. I think that in this instance, it wasn't a case of her calling up the shoe lady and being like, um, don't hire James because he's a bad person. I don't think that what I don't think that's what it is. And even if she did, James, aren't you still getting hired? So what the fuck does it matter? Why does it matter that Marisol keeps to, that according to him, Marisol is like right in the sky. Don't hire James or Elaine and because don't hire him. Call Marisol for details. Fine. It's not working. So what the fuck? Who cares? Just, then don't fuck with Marisol. Be like, Marisol lies a lot. That's it. I would never, I would never even, I, th- I'd be like, I don't fuck with that bitch. Cause she lies on me. That's it. But it's looks like here Marisol's not lying. Again, show me the text messages. So Alexa tells him to stop because proof doesn't matter. She says she had proof of Rodolfo cheating and didn't matter. So it didn't matter last night. So it doesn't matter tonight. And then Joanna says, it's not that she doesn't care about proof. It's that there are rumors about Alexia and Marisol, which is what she said, which is what I told you guys. And Alexia says that she hadn't seen any articles or pictures about her husband cheating on her. And then she asked Joanna if she has a picture. And Joanna says, no. And she says, okay, when you have a picture, bring a picture. And I was like, ooh, Joanna. <laughs> she got you. Because listen, listen. When you have a picture, bring a picture. That's 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 how I feel too. Oprah says we... I remember when I first started dating my husband. He used to work in the mall. And I used to work to a work in a... In a restaurant, I was the bartender as a bar manager in a restaurant attached to the mall. And so, like, people walk through the mall all the time to see my husband. Um, and when I first started dating him, I never, I didn't really tell people about it. Because, one, I already had a boyfriend. Mm, so I didn't want to tell them. <laughs> two, I was like, I'm going to just keep this shit on the low. I don't need to tell everybody all my business. And, like, people would find out <laughs> casually or like one time he brought my, I didn't have, you know, I worked at one of those restaurants, you had to wear a tie. I didn't have my tie. He brought my tie to me at work and they were like, oh, so you're not fucking him. I was like, no, I don't, I don't know what to say. Get you on your side work. <laughs> Just leave me alone. And this is a very short time because as you all know, I've been living with my husband since I was, since I was since two weeks after we went out, we hung out the first time. So it was a very short time, but I wasn't really telling anybody. And... One of the servers came over and was like, I know that you're dating that racially ambiguous man <laughs> that works at the kiosk, at the phone kiosk in the mall, blah, blah, blah. And I just want you to know that I saw him looking at, he's been talking to women. And as I came down, he was like, you need to come over here and buy a phone and this, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And she was like, and you're not upset? I was like, no. He stands in the middle of the kiosk, asks people to come over there to talk to him so he can try to get them to buy a phone. No, I'm not upset about it. And she was like, well, I wouldn't trust him because he seems like a cheater. I was like, okay, well, if you see, if you, if you see, basically I said, if you, when you get a picture, bring me a picture. Like, that's all. That's all. Like, that's it. I don't, I, you, I think that Karen is, is deflecting which is what I would, I understand why, but you're, but the answer to here's a picture of your man 
slobbing down another woman isn't that why well, her thinks about your husband too no that doesn't take the picture away what are you talking about so anyway <laughs> and like i i'll tell you, you see mr curtis if you if you got a picture of mr curtis doing something send me the picture send me the picture i will i will go over there and be like bitch did you what, what are you doing in here are you eating chipotle without me you know you know that's my shit <laughs> <sighs> all right leah black tells marisol that she never takes responsibility for anything i don't know how they got to that part but that's what she says and by the and by the way leah black is wearing her seventh turban of the trip leah black loves a turban apparently they go, i don't know what's her name frida i don't know if frida been showing her how to do these wraps on her head because this is definitely a black lady thing to do but she <laughs> leah black is up in is up in these turbans so marisol asked leah black to tell her what is she talking about let's you know what let's go through it i don't know if marisol's had a bunch of drink or what and leah black's like do you really want me to be careful what you ask for and marisol keeps going yeah yeah i do let's do it and and leah black keeps going i don't know because then we're gonna go through it and then marisol's like well let's go through it then and then um and then leah black's like okay we'll do it with your permission so this is what leah black says I'm assuming this is the third year of the gala because she says the first, she talks about the first and second year and this year she did it, it must have been the third because that's the one that um, Marisol was not working on. Um, she says the first year of her gala when she was oversold that she keeps saying your girl to Marisol but she means like a PR assistant. She means someone that works for Marisol. Gave out wristbands, like hands full of wristbands, just gave them out and let people run in there and stand in front of the paid guests during the little wing performance. That's one. And then the next year, Marisol's girl pushed people off the red carpet to put who they wanted on. And what Leah wanted was her donors. People who donated, people people who like, given money and stuff. She wanted her people on the red carpet to get that press so that they could feel like they got some of their money's worth for donating and being associated with and they feel good they get pressed for and then next year they want to come back yes that makes sense right but she says marisol's people push those people off including james i guess um marisol says that if lisa black wanted donors on the carpet lisa black should have had a person down there to point out donors so that marisol's people would know or either get a list or something and then Pharrell comes up, okay? Pharrell's, she, for oh, the second year, Pharrell's, Pharrell was calling Leah Black, saying that Marisol's girls would not leave him alone, that they were pushing and prodding and making him try to do stuff. Marisol says that uh, Pharrell had agreed to do a people interview, and that's what they were trying to get him to do. And that that he and, and and he didn't realize this and he didn't know this and he says that um it it made him not want to perform it seems like so this is this is essentially what is said right now i don't know guys i don't know about any of this any of this i expected leah black to come up with some damning shit i expected leah black to be like Listen, and we allotted this amount of money and you took it. Like you embezzled $10,000 from the gala. We we paid you this amount of money to do X, Y, and Z. You didn't do any of those things. 
I did not know that, like, these things that Leah is saying, do they sound great? No, <laughs> they don't sound good. Why y'all bother Pharrell? <laughs> Why were you giving out wrist bands when they were oversold? Like, you shouldn't have let anybody in. And it seems like there's a miscommunication or maybe you guys thought that they weren't going to be oversold. Maybe you maybe you thought there weren't going to be enough people in there. And so you want like, pick, like, it just seems like the things weren't done correctly. If anything, it's what she's saying to me because Lee Black said the first year was, eh, you didn't do a great job, but you didn't do a terrible job. Um, and the second year was fucking terrible. Um, dude, it seems like if I were working on, the, if I were on the board or the committee or whatever it is, I would be like, we can't have that. We can't have the whatever group do this again. Okay. Cause it just didn't go well. And, um, actually what I would have done the first year is I would have Afterwards, I would have called Marisol and I would have been like, so Marisol Patton, the Patton group, I would have said, so let's, um, Marisol, let's talk about how this went because these are some concerns we had. Marisol would have told me and I would have said, okay, well, how do we prevent this from happening again? And the next year I would have given another chance, probably because she said the first year was eh, so it wasn't like terrible. Just we, we felt these could be run better, okay? So next year, and then as we get, get calmed down to the gallon stuff, I'm going to add in extra check-ins with PR because last year there were some bumps and bruises. And this year I want to make sure those things don't happen again. So I have some extra check-ins. I have an extra meeting. I'm actually going to, I have a scheduled meeting with Marisol the day before the gala to go over everything again, like stuff like that. And if it went the same, even if it went eh the next year, I would have been like, okay, we're not going to use her again. But if it went terrible, I definitely would say we're not going to use her again. I would, I probably wouldn't even have a meeting after the second year. I'd be like, okay. It's not going to work out with that one. And um, I talked to the people. I'm like, we got a whole year. We got to find some, we got to find a PR, um, a PR company that like, we can really handle this, what we need. And that would have been the end of it. I like, I do not believe that Leo Black was wrong and not firing and not hiring Marisol again. Obviously. I just don't know. What is Leo Black angry about? Like the stuff she's saying happened. And she keeps saying, your girl, your girls, your girl. So it wasn't even Marisol standing there doing it. It's <laughs> so at, at best, Marisol, <laughs> at best, Marisol has bad staff. And at worst, Marisol's bad at her job. Neither of those things. Is <laughs> I'm just, I, I really thought she was going to come out with some shit. I was like, oh my goodness. What? You call Pharrell a racial slur? What? Like, I, I don't I don't know what I thought she was going to fucking say. But not this. <laughs> so, okay. so in the middle of that fight, Karen shows up like a fucking ghost. And the fight kind of ends. And she says she's leaving the first flight tomorrow because she's worried about her dad. And she's crying and shit. And everyone hugs her, which they should. And, like, leave fucking Karen alone right now. I don't even like Karen, but... Karen got some shit going on, bruh. And I bet you production was mad because they wanted Karen here to fight. They wanted somebody to throw a glass. They wanted all that. But whatever. They want they they probably had plans to fly out that other Anna. Like they were all gonna eat dinner, start a fight. Then the other Anna shows up and it's like, yes, I am Rodolfo's girlfriend. Like that's what they fucking wanted. But no. Um after she leaves, the fight continues. They are arguing about whether Marisol legitimized the gala or the gala legi legitimized Marisol. Now, 
the gala had never occurred when Marisol took over the PR stuff. So she's saying that the work she did legitimized it. I see where she's coming from. I also see where Leah Black's coming from. I think Leah Black has a bigger name than Marisol Patton does. And I think that being associated with the gala, with the gala that Leah Black was going to do, legitimized a lot of things already. I don't think they needed Marisol like that. Um... And at this point, that's when Adriana and Anna jump in and fight and defend their respective girls. Anna says that Leah Black is hurting Marisol's business because she is walking around saying all these terrible things about Marisol when it seems like it's only a couple of issues and they, if they don't want to work together, they don't have to work together. But why are you walking around like, um, why are you walking around like basically shitting on her name as if she did something really terrible like I thought she did? And Adriana says that in Leah Black's defense, one, being associated with this gala has always been good for anyone. Anyone, whether they're doing PR, whether they're whether they're on the committee, it's always been good for them. And so the idea of Marisol legitimizing the gala is wild when it's it's just not possible. And she also says that after those after each of those first years, she had to that Leah Black does not own the gala. There's a committee. She has to answer to the committee. And that, you know she she had to respond to that um leah says that marisol is not authentic or truthful she says that she that they that every time she talks to her about anything she always doesn't remember wasn't there can't didn't see it like she just doesn't she's slippery about things like that which to me would mean that i don't want to talk to her about it i would i would just be like no that's canceled i'm done with marisol and if anybody asked me about it i'd be like i didn't hire her for the third year because i wanted I, it didn't work out with us the first two years, but I wouldn't, but someone who like, when you actually have a conversation with them is all like dipping and dodging and shit, like fucking Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali is, then I don't want to deal with them because I, I don't like people like that. And Marisol says, Marisol says they thought by not working together again, it would be over. And Anna says she doesn't care. Like they have to stop talking about it. They've been talking about it for 40, they've been arguing about it for 45 minutes. And at this point she doesn't care anymore. It has to be done. Lisa invites them it's talking about a healing hole that Leah Black told her about and she wants them all to heal their relationship. I don't even like the idea of a healing hole. I don't I don't like the name of a healing hole. Already I'd be like, no thank you. Um sound like the gross name of like never mind. I'm you know what? Back it up. I don't want to say that. Uh, so <laughs> Leah says Leah does what she does. She she's mad at Marisol, but she's gonna like smooth it over. She says she respects Marisol and loves Marisol in a lot of ways, but she wanted to say what she needed to say. And she still wants, she also wants to offer Marisol a hug. Marisol is crying. She might be drunk. And Leah Black starts crying too. She says, I know I'm the stronger person. I know I have the loudest voice, but I also know Marisol can't communicate. <laughs> She's hugging Marisol being like, I'm stronger than this bitch. I'm loud with this bitch and she can't communicate. So <laughs> either way, they, it seems like they made up, you know, they were supposed to make up during this. Elaine was supposed to come and make up, do a thing with Marisol, but they did it earlier. And Joanne and Adriana were supposed to work out, but I think the closest they come to was doing a high five or were hoping that the healing hole will cure their bloating. So I guess they made up to him and everyone starts to cry. So the next morning, the weather's terrible in Miami, so they can't fly home. Their phones aren't really working. But Leah Black got a call from George Martirano. 
Martiarano? I don't know. Wikipedia says he's the he's the longest serving first time nonviolent offender of all time. And it was for drug running, but his dad's like in the mafia or something and or was in the mafia and they were doing it as a I mean, he's appealed like 36 times, but um, they're trying to make an example of him. I don't know. He's not one of Roy's clients. Like I said, Leah Black seems to like develop relationships with Roy's clients, which I think is like, I don't know if that's a thing. I don't, not that I don't think it's, not that I don't know if it's a thing. I, I don't know how appropriate it is, but I mean, ethical and appropriate and is are, are legal. They're three different things. So like, I'm sure it's fine. Um, that's how she knows Joe Francis, Jeffrey Epstein, like I said, Rush Limbaugh, blah, blah. So I don't know if she's friends with Bieber. Is she friends with Justin Bieber? I don't know. Bieber, not Bieber, Bieber. Adriana says that all these, Im- cause, cause Leah Black says that Roy tells her she knows more criminals than he does. And Adriana says that all these inmates are calling uh, Leah Black to masturbate to her. <laughs> Adriana. <laughs> so they're doing some healing ceremonies to Ocean that Mama Elsa recommended. I guess they didn't go to the healing hole. We didn't we didn't see them. And Anna isn't having it, but they all say wonderful things and that's it. Anna's like anti. But it's Anna who's like crying, crying about her divorce and saying it's breaking her daughter's hearts. I don't know if that's true. I like I'm sure they have feelings about it, because I mean who wouldn't have feelings about your mom and dad getting divorced, even if you're like on the cusp of like being a, an adult, I'm sure they have opinions. I, it's not, you know, obviously, but is it like ruining their lives? I don't know. They don't seem like it. You're the one crying on camera all the time. Do they cry when they're not on camera about this? So then everybody gets back home. Adriana has to go to a piano recital with her son. It is cute. I don't, <laughs> I didn't expect to feel this way, but it's cute. Cause she's wearing like a green dress and he's wearing a suit and a green tie and they play the piano together. <laughs> Such an odd thing for me to think is cute. But in the voiceover, she tells her that she was healed in Bimini. And afterwards, Adriana and Frederick talk to Alex and tell him that they were actually going to get married in the next spring. And Alex says no one asked him. And they do a little humorous thing where they ask him and he says maybe um back at joanna's roman reproposes to her when she gets home he has rose petals all over the house and shed and he gives her a speech about his he's everything she's everything he ever dreamt of and he apologizes for cheating on her because he did and he gives her a diamond necklace that matches her ring and she says she forgives him and don't ever do that again and he asks her to, to spend he only wants two things he wants them to spend more time together and for them to get married by next spring to like make that commitment. Anna and Robert are actually signing their divorce papers. Good. Now also disentangle yourself emotionally. I like, I want your ex-husband, when you do not have small children, should have the same relationship as like maybe a brother-in-law. Meaning that like, obviously if you saw them out and about, you'd be like, hey, what's going on? You say hello, you give him a hug. You would, you know, ask them how they're doing. You can definitely, like, you don't want them to die. You can definitely have a dinner or a holiday with them. No big deal. But you don't wash his drawers or care too much about what he's doing in his spare time. You're, like, super friendly and you do like him and everything. But you're just, like, when he leaves here, he leaves here. And that's ideally what they will get to, hopefully. 
Marisol and Philippe sit down and break up for good. Philippe looks sweaty, guys. He looks sweaty. He's not... <laughs> he's the least hot Frenchman we've seen on this show. And I include Frederick's daddy. So <laughs> they also... Like, all, it's also a good thing they're breaking up. They don't they don't need to be married to each other. They don't want to be married to each other. They don't know how to be married to each other. And they decide to have a ciggy on the balcony. And they say that when they smoke, it feels like the 1930s Paris. And I'm like, okay, guys, fine. Show glamorous to smoke cigarettes, sure. Later, Mama Elsa and Marisol go to lunch. And they're both wearing leopard tops and black pants. Cute. They're telling Marisol, she's telling Mar Mama Elsa that she's inviting Philippe to the 10-year anniversary of the company. Marisol, Ma Mama Elsa says, don't do it, it's a trap. <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> Lisa's doing Daisy's surgery and Lisa's gonna be in the room because Daisy wants her there. That's a no from me. Lisa needs to be in the waiting room. What are you doing in there? They're gonna cut on her. <sighs> I'm really lucky that I've never given birth because I know people will be annoyed with me because I'd be like, I want medical professionals in here and then everybody else I want out, out. I don't need you to breathe with me. I don't need you to hold my hand. Please stop looking at my vagina. It's all cocked up in the air. I don't, I don't want to do all that. No, no, it's none of your business. It's what's going on down there. This is me. And I understand there's a baby happening, but this is still my vagina. And until the baby comes out of here, leave me alone. Like I, I, I'm someone who doesn't even like people around when I'm sick. Like, I don't like people around me when I'm sick. I don't like people to accompany me to the doctor's appointments. I don't like people to go to, if, if I'm ever like in the hospital, like I've been there a couple of times where I've had to stay in the hospital for a few days. Don't come visit me. Leave me alone. Don't text me. Just let me be. I will, when I get out, I will contact you. But do not come up in here. I don't even want you to see my feet. Like I don't even, <laughs> I don't want you, I don't want there to be a blanket on here. And, and like, my blanket might come up a little bit and then you see my feet. I don't want you to. Just leave me be. And I can totally, like, I, I, I can totally see me being to my husband like, yeah, I know this is your baby. Can you leave me alone? Can you just, like, go somewhere? Like, why don't you go to work so you make sure you get a good check? Like, you go to work and I'll do this with the baby thing. And then when the baby happens, I'll call you, come back. So the idea of someone being, like, oh, a friend being like, let me just sit in on your, um... Let me just sit in on your, uh, on your surgery. I'm like, no, <laughs> why? I'm already, I'm too, I don't even want you to see me naked. Let alone cut open. Leave me alone. But at least they have her properly put on a mask and her scrubs. And they, I'm assuming that they, if they did all this, that they also got her sterilized or not sterilized, but you know, yeah, sterilized. Like the washing of the hands and making sure that everything, like that she's not bringing, um, a non-sterile anything into this into this environment, I guess. Um, and then they also make her like stand off in the corner far away, which is exactly where she fucking should be. She says that watching him operate was sexy because him getting the fat out looked like manipulate, like him masturbating, whatever. And then they do the actual surgery part where he's like removing skin and shit and Lisa is feeling nauseous. Go sit in the waiting room, Lisa. You don't have to be here. Daisy, what do you think Lisa's gonna do if something go wrong in the in the in the, way, in the operating room? Nothing. Nothing will be in the way. That's all. So when Daisy comes out, she's still on drugs, and I too, I wouldn't want anybody around then either. I would not. 
Because I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say. And I certainly don't want you to film it. Um, you know, Daisy is recovering at Lisa and Lenny's house. And that's the end of that. And, and also, it's the last part we kind of see with Lisa in her house is that they're showing plans for the new place on Star Island. Because it's kind of like, they're going to completely renovate the shit. And, um, she's like... Like, make sure there's a baby room right next to our room. Make sure there's this. Make sure there's that. Because she's like, I'm going to listen to Leah and I'm going to, like, go for this shit, even if it hurts. Leah brings uh, Joanna and Lisa over and calls them little girls. I don't like the way Leah calls them little girls. They're not little girls. She announced that she has a skincare line by telling Leah she has the special gift. She needs to search for it. And season three, she talks all about her skincare line. And... Leah Black wants to help her figure it out. Like, want, Leah Black wants to help Lisa figure out what her specialty is. And that's when Lisa tells us her special talent is being skinny and hot. And she... <laughs> and I guess next season we're going to be hearing about Leah, uh, Lisa, monetizing that. Um, they also talk about Karen and Rodolfo. Apparently... He told Karen that those pictures were from the press. That article was Planet, and it had to be. And so he and this Anna girl put like went out and like made out and did these things for press. This is a lie, right? This is obviously a lie. Both Lisa and Joanna don't believe it, and they don't understand why Karen won't wake up. And this is like the turning of like this is one of the reasons Karen didn't come back is because by the time we hit the reunion, Karen. And Karen doesn't have any allies anymore because nobody believes her. They all think she's... So there are lots of people who don't like Karen. And then the people who even like her a little bit just don't think she's very smart. So, I mean, she didn't have anybody. So next we go to Karen and, you know, her father, she's taking care of her father and talking to her mother. And her mother's saying that Karen, that Rodolfo called her three times saying, please tell Karen that it's for publicity. Please tell Karen that, um, you know, this is fake. Which tells me that Karen wasn't taking his calls. Or when she was, she was yelling at him. He was trying to get the mother to run interference. And Karen confirms. Um, what she says, the reason she's upset is that in the past, she's known about publicity before it comes out. And this time she didn't know. And she says, her mother doesn't believe that. And she says she's focusing on her dad. She's not going to think about Rodolfo at all. And I mean, like, yeah, I think it's good that she focuses on her dad. But anyway, let me keep going. Her mother's crying, you know, Karen's crying. And her mother says she's the best daughter she has. And I was like, oh, you're going to say that on TV? Do you have two other daughters? And then Karen says she loves her mother too. And the next time we see Karen... Karen's talking to Rodolfo and she has been talking to him at some point. And she says Rodolfo started a new TV show and this was all for publicity. And she says she prefers to know ahead of time, but that he was traveling and couldn't tell her. Where was he traveling? That he couldn't send a text saying, hey, so you know, he had to go. So let, let's say I believe Rodolfo, which I don't, but let's say I do. Rodolfo, at some point, someone told you to go somewhere and rub up on this girl and kiss on her and rub all over her and so people can take pictures of it and put it in an article to drum up shit for this uh, show. Great. When you got the message that you need to go over here and do this, 
You could have called, told Karen then. Where are you traveling? What? Are you just always in a tunnel at all times? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, and I can't believe Karen is settling for this. I really can't. Yes, I can. I don't want to believe it. I'm mad about it. He says what he has a problem is these women getting into their relationship. Bitch, so it's their fault? So you don't hold any fault in this? It's their fault for pointing it out? He says the next time he sees them, he's going to tell them about herself. And she's nodding. Cause she's, he's on Skype, by the way. He's not fucking there. She's like, yes, yes, tell them, baby. Tell them. I'm like, ugh. So it's Marisol Patton's 10-year anniversary of the Patton Group. And everyone is all dressed up and on their way. People ask Karen about when Rodolfo was coming. And she's like, she just, like, kind of shakes it off. And... Joanna says that Karen doesn't talk deeply about her relationship. And no, she doesn't. It looks bad. And they 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 just want Karen to be happy. And so Karen and Lisa are talking about sending her off with someone else. And Karen's like, no, I'm happy with my relationship. If other people aren't happy, that's their choice. <laughs> and um, Marisol and sweaty ass Philippe are toasting each other at the bar, making people, wondering, making people wonder what's happening. Because they're like, Didn't you, aren't, aren't you getting divorced from that guy? Yeah. He doesn't need to be here. Anna brought her daughters and they're talking about coming to New York, going going to New York for the summer and then maybe moving out afterwards. And, you know, she's afraid they're going to move out for good. They are. They are because that's what you, you raise children. You don't, raising children isn't like raising puppies. You raise a puppy, you love it, take care of you, take care of it until they become a grown dog and then they stay with you forever. You raise a child to get up and leave you. That's how it works. They're going to leave, Anna. <laughs> I know Anna already has a dog, but she needs to go get two more because this is ridiculous. Um, Let's see. Marisol and, and Lisa Black think their relationships have changed irreparably. I'm sure it has. Yeah, I, I think you guys should be able to get to the point where you can be cordial to each other, but you've always been cordial to each other because you don't, because you're both non-confrontational in a, in a way. Um, Leah Black says she probably won't be best friends, but she won't make time because she won't make time or find time to be that close. Joanna's getting married. She's telling everyone that he reproposed and that they're going to get married in the spring. Everyone's excited except Marta. <laughs> and Marta, like they asked her, they're like, you're not excited. And she's like, yo, I want Joanna to get married. And they're like, oh, you want her to get married, but not to Roman. And Joanna and, and Marta's like, I didn't say that. Joanna's like, I don't care. They better figure it out because we're going to be all be together. And Adriana is saying she's in the same boat. And they all joke about them having a double wedding. <sighs> what happens in season three is they have dueling weddings. I think they end up trying to get married on the exact same day. Like... And the cast has to decide which wedding they're going to go to. Which was dumb. Like, they didn't have to do that. Then Elaine shows up. Elaine, not James, shows up and does a lip sync performance. And everyone is very surprised. I'm assuming Marisol hired him. Because otherwise, why would he be doing this? But they don't do a talking head with Marisol, so I don't know. Then they all dance with Leah Black doing that Charlie Hyde dance again where she can't move her back. And the wrap-ups appear on screen. Lisa says that she's designed a bunch of baby rooms in her new home and one for Daisy. Hmm. Leah Black is writing a tell-all book about Miami. Okay. Mary, uh, Mama Elsa has predicted that Marisol will get married two more times. Okay. Adriana is getting, is getting married. And when they're done, they go off to the boat 
if she's not too late. Adriana, you need to be on time places. This is this is not an endearing quality, but we got to fucking wait for you. Don't do it. Um, Anna's coping with divorce, but she's still doing Robert's laundry. Of course you are, Anna. Karen is freezing her eggs. Good. Good, because you're not, because it's going to be a while before you, before you can have a kid. And Joanna and Roman broke up. <laughs> and they did. They broke up in between season two and three and get back together to get married on three and then they break up for good. And so that is it for the day, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, let's get these reunions done and let's wrap up season six of Bye Pumpkin. Until then, bye.